when the sun rises I wake up and chase my dreams I won't regret when the sun sets Cause I live my life like I'm a beast This is the Sales Mall Podcast Your hosts, Jerry Hill and Ryan Reiser Talk about the sales game And always keep it real Jerry, welcome back. You had uh, some vacation time, birthday boy. Yeah, it was nice. All, all sorts of exciting things. Um, yeah. And uh, this this week, uh, this week we've got a, an interesting, interesting topic from the front lines. Right? Tell, tell us a little bit more about what you're, uh, what yeah. you're working on. It's, uh, it's something near and dear to me. So it's a bold topic, and it favors the visionary not the laggard that's what i'm gonna say it favors the visionary not the laggard um why do i say that i've been speaking more and more and more in my projects in my flow of work every day to operations people leaders who care about efficiency mechanizing systems and processes and understanding the essential waste and frustration that exists in businesses today. Um, there's a macro trend that we're all aware of that's driving that agenda for a lot of companies, um, but it's the companies and the investment cohorts that want to see money put to work in a slightly different way, which is to not burn money on wasteful and frustrating components of, of tasks, right? So if we then break that down further into where does most frustration happen for companies in their go-to-market, the number one answer 90% of the time if we were to straw poll our, our lovely listeners would be data. And not just data, you know, acquiring data is not that hard or expensive anymore. You know, anybody can subscribe to a list. Anybody can buy a list. They're accessible. They're democratic. There's a whole bunch of different tools to, to sort of mechanize that process and, and get you from floor three to floor seven in a 10-story building. But then there's still inherent waste even when you've gone out and spent cycles of money on high value data sets right and you know what do we see we see a, a sort of four percent connect world which is what 23 24 27 dollars to one connect right so even when you're running fast you're still wasting data you're still wasting that dial that you're paying for so what do we need to do we need to verify right we need to know that those people that are in our list have got a propensity to answer the phone we need to verify that they exist. We need to know that they're in role because every data set is 20% bad. And your organic CRM, well, that's atrophying at a rate of 6% per month for every person that you're not contacting, which is most of the people in your database today. So how do we verify? How do we know that Bill, Jesse, Bob, Joe, who are all in my list today, that they are going to pick up the phone. And it's a tough challenge, but a worthy one and a noble one. And I reckon if whoever cracks it gets it right, they're sitting on the keys to the kingdom. That's interesting because I've been, I've been uh, focused on trying to educate folks on this, this pretty simple concept for, for a while now. Um, you know, buckets, buckets 101, uh, moving from, uncontacted to working the very first time you attempt a record you have to be super diligent about understanding 
the likelihood of that number being worth a next attempt. And if it's not, you should kill it. And then we're talking about the phone. It's the same thing for the email, right? Mm -hmm. Email has been, email has been doing this for um, a while now. The smart marketer will use a never bounce or a zero bounce or a email hippo or whatever, and look at the deliverability of an email before it gets to a, a salesperson. Now it's not baked yeah. into a lot of the tools, you know, you buy Apollo or some of these tools will verify that the email is deliverable or give you a, a percentage likelihood that this is the right email before you go and you know, spend time, time personalizing it. Um, and then of course, uh, you know, even on the social channel, um, <laughs> some people don't do this obviously with automations and whatnot, but, uh, you know, just check the damn profile. Am I still at the company? <laughs> am I in that role? Uh, am I even active? Right? Like am I, am I somebody who looks like they are going to engage from this channel? Um, yeah. And obviously with automations, it's, uh, you know, it's easy to click a button, and let things go, but there are still a lot of reps that will go out there in a sequencer and they'll load that list up from uh, zoom info, let's say, and they're going to throw it in their multi-touch, you know, email, social video, and they're going to go do all those steps and two or three, or maybe four of those channels are not validated or verified. And there's literally 10, 20, 30, $40 worth of labor cost wasted every single record. And they're doing it three, four, five times before it goes into automation and they don't even recognize it, right? Pick up the number, no one answers. Send the email, it's going to spam trap. Yeah. <laughs> Go on social, hit another touch, right? Viewing a profile, whatever they're doing, right? Um, and I think that, you know, we talk about this quite a bit, you know, through the math of sales, but the, the math of sales and the actual cost per activity, not just the dial, but the cost per activity mm. is astronomical. Um, Huge. Right. And so the cost of data, let's call it, let's call it a dollar right, from Zoom Info, highest amount you might pay. Now you amplify that 1020x every single time you put your high highly paid, highly skilled salesperson on a record to, to actually do a bunch of more activity that's still leading to nothing more than activity. Right? And so how do we yeah. shift the paradigm to moving from activity to, to sales? And sales starts at a conversation, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's something quite inherently interesting in that. That's not to say that the, the people that actually have a propensity to activate in your channel, the channel you're trying to attempt them in is not noble and worthwhile because everybody in selling has had a persistence or a tenacity measure with the unlikely prospect that they managed to manufacture opportunity from, right? But it's just, you know, I'm in a go-to-market motion today. What do I need to execute my number? Where does the number come from? A mandated growth imperative from a board or an investor. Why would I invest cycles into the prospect who doesn't have the will or the goods or the means to understand immediately what it is that we want to discuss and why would I spend research cycles and time and effort to get them to a point where we can have the conversation versus you know what I'm going to spend better quality money and time on those in my list who show that they will do something in terms of take the conversation because we know that they're going to pick up we know that they're going to answer. We know that they're going to respond. And it shouldn't seem revolutionary to people, but 
you know, I think it's the Venn diagram of science plus art that most people talk about when they talk about sales, right? Of the art of research, the art of, you know, being able to inspire action in somebody who doesn't want to take it or, you know, we, we will get through to that person because we're boneheaded. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to double down on the thing that gives me the best chance of success and the best chance of success is the person that's going to pick up the phone to me when I want to call them, regardless of how I do it. I just want to know that for every three dials, I'm going to have somebody go, yeah, hi. And then I get my opportunity. Kind of common sense, right? You'd think. Yeah. You know, you know, and the, the interesting thing is that the, the process to get your data to this stage is not that difficult, right? Um, for email, again, send it through and never bounce. It splits it into, it splits it into three buckets. This is deliverable. Like it's going to go. This is not deliverable, meaning it's bad or something of that nature. And uh, it's getting caught up in spam trap or something like that, or it may be unknown. Uh, mm. and you, you've got to be able to, um, uh, check it. And that's where, you know, there's like a three bucket thing. It's the same thing. You know, you can do the same thing with social, right? Is this person super active, engaging, posting, commenting, have a line yeah. on their name, right? There's a good chance that that person, if you try to engage with them, you're going to start a conversation, yeah. right? Uh, do they have a profile, but it doesn't look like it's been touched for 30 days or, you know, is there no picture in there? I mean, the, the same kind of concept. Are they not even on social? Like those are pretty yeah. simple. Now, when you get to the phone, for whatever reason, this is like uh, it, it, it. It really blows people's mind. But like the the process is fairly straightforward. I've got a number. I call the number. First of all, is it bad or not? That's easy. And right? just get the bad stuff out. The next is, do you pick up? Now, you pick up. That's the best thing, right? Those who pick up, pick up again. Let's, that's, that's the ones we want. Those are the connected, call those connected, validated, right? Then the next two, which I think a lot of people don't think about are, well, let's listen, let's, let's figure out the path. So it's not about these, like, everyone's focused on mobile numbers now, right? I want a mobile number. I want a mobile direct dial. I want a mo like, no, you don't need a mobile direct dial. You need a validated number. What is a validated or validated dial, right? So it could be a mobile, it could be an IVR, it could be a, it could be a, uh, a direct line with an extension mm. through, you know, there's, there's all sorts of, it could go through the operator. You could go through customer success. You could get to somebody. It depends on who you're trying to sell into. What you want to figure out is does the path of that phone get to, if you didn't pick up a voicemail where you've taken the time to program it, that's a pretty good signal that you're, you pay attention to the phone, right? Pretty good signal. Yeah. Um, versus something else meaning if i call you and the path maybe maybe you're in the directory or i think you're in the directory because i pressed three four seven pound uh or seven three four i think that's racer pound right uh, but i didn't put it didn't say thanks you know you've reached racer it's like yeah you've, re you've reached extension three four five seven mm. like there's a good chance i'm not paying a lot of attention to my phone if if my name's not in there in some way, shape, or form, I didn't program it. I didn't even I didn't even take the time to say Ryan Reisert is not available. Right? That's yeah. not a that's not likely a good signal. And then you know, of course, if you can't get through, even though the number works, people, that's a bad number, right? That's what I'm talking about. Where you call this is a support line. This is a customer service line. Uh, get that stuff out of your sales funnel. <laughs> don't ever call it again. And and furthermore, don't let your your next hire call it again. And so by bucketing that data, 
you're actually doing the same thing you might do with a never balance or a zero balance or a social validation. And then the efficiencies are where it gets really interesting, right? If I could, if I could eliminate all that time, energy, and effort, remember that's maybe eight to 10 bucks every single time I ring a, ring a number. The next time I ring that number, I'm only calling numbers that have, like you said, this likelihood, this propensity to start a conversation. And imagine a world where you could cut what could be a hundred. It takes a hundred dials to get one conversation down to 20 or 10 or five. Yeah. What would that, what would that look like? Does the phone become more interesting for more folks? What, what do you reckon the labor arbitrage is in terms of how expensive that whole workflow is today versus what you think it could be to execute if we were calling on validated, recognized, and, and capable numbers? Well, I actually, you, you know me and my calculators, right? Um, my, my math of sales things. I built one of these before, and you can throw in, if you put like a $50,000, if you put a $50,000 um, rep in a, uh, and let's just call it $50,000, and they're doing, um, let's say they do, because you, you see a lot of these KPIs on, on reps where they're going to like add 20 new leads a day. And they're going to make 50 dials and they're going to send 50 emails, right? That's kind of like the benchmark thing um, with uh, keeping their sequences flowing and moving through and, and seems to make them pretty excited. Uh, it breaks down to about five, six bucks. Depends on how you calculate it. And you're not putting in the fully loaded costs and all the other stuff in there. It's about five, six bucks for every, every activity. Um, and so if you break that down to um, how many they're doing on a daily basis, uh, depending on what they're actually doing, the uh, research activity, the call activity, the email activity, um, for one record, you know, you're, you're starting to stack up to 10, 15, 20, 20 bucks, right? Every, every time they're going through that flow. And that's, so that's what, a very, what, very the, conservative number, right? It's a very, so, very conservative so, number. So just to think about that another way, that $1 credit from zooms potentially costing you 20 30 40 dollars every time you try to deploy against it every time you try to deploy against it that's right in a multi-touch personalization based you know outreach where there hasn't been a signal that the channel's activated either way you're gonna you're gonna put in the work but th it's crazy to me that folks will go out and they'll write this beautiful personalized email and then it bounces on them Holy shit, that's got to hurt. Or they're going to, you know, they, they, they spend all this time researching and they're going to make the dial and guess what happens? Jerry left, three, Jerry left three months ago. That's even worse, right? Because you just did all that research and you're not even at I mean, the company. Ex yeah, extreme one the other day. Somebody picked up a, a number. It turns out the guy passed away three weeks ago, right? That still happens, right? You know, I don't know. It's I hear that story. I've heard it. I get it still. It happened to me the other day for the first time ever in, oh, in 20, 20 years and 20,000 hours. Like it, it happened to me for the first time ever this week. You, you, that was the first time you forgot. I didn't, I, I don't, I, I had that suspicion that maybe that's something gatekeepers say just to make you feel bad because I've heard oh, it so the often. Guy, the guy was really, really legit. It's, 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 it's the worst call you can you can make when you're like, oh shit, I guess. Uh, but but you wouldn't know that. You wouldn't know that necessarily. Um, 
you know, even if you did all your research, right? You have to make that call. You have to get that information from the conversation. Yeah, but why would you put, so why would you put your expensive salesperson to get that information? If you got that straight from, you know, the operator, the admin, or whoever you called into the very first time, you'd have found that information, you would have documented it, and it would get kicked out. And you could do yeah. that at a fraction, at a fraction of the cost um, each time. And then every time you go to activate or reactivate because of the velocity uh, of knowing that this is a validated channel with a documented path, et cetera, you know, I can start to split my list. Hey, these are my direct dial numbers. That This is one reason why I'd want to know it's direct dial because you can go through them faster, right? A direct dial, yep. you can dial in about 30 seconds to get the voicemail. The next one, these are my IVRs. And if I have the path, now I can get it down to about 35, 40 seconds because I can not have to listen and press pound, three, four, seven. It's about as fast as, you know, if you're really, if you're quick with your fingers, right? You got to do those exercises. Now you're getting those IVRs, but you know they're IVRs and you're in the flow. Then the next phase is, uh, is your operators and your gatekeepers, right? And those ones are the worst because to navigate that call, takes a while right yeah jerry how you doing and you know is is this ryan in today oh no ryan's not in today hey well, well by the way do you mind if i ask a couple more questions right um and you're trying to gather some more information or whatever but i i, I was literally just doing this this week i on my twitch um i switched to connect on live voice to see like what that's worth you can actually still see the numbers behind me right now yeah, yeah. i usually have like maybe three or four conversations with the ceos every hour because yeah, this is a harder to reach folks. These are how many connects I had that were not the person. These were all, uh, these were all operators um, versus the actual people. So um, who knows if this was any value, but instead of me potentially going out and having an extra three more mm -hmm. real conversations, I had, you know, eight. So guess what I, you know, if I'm not a professional salesperson, I feel really good about the message I left with Susan and Kristen and Sally and, I feel so good about that because I made my. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't. I did. I didn't get anywhere, right? Like, I mean, maybe um, there's a whimmy of fighting chance, yeah. but I did not talk to anybody, and it made me feel no, no. like I was productive as shit. Not really, but nineteen ninety nine version of me going to lunch with my my buddies at work. I had an amazing call today, guys. Who is? Who is Jerry? I spoke to I spoke to the COO at BP's assistant for ten minutes, man. It's definitely going to put me through. Mm -hmm. Definitely going to put me through. Yeah. Hey, just send that email to me. I usually filled these things, and I'll give it a go. Hey, do you mind if I ask you just one quick question? You know if there's any initiatives around this? Oh yeah, absolutely not. Probably not. Not at all. But uh, go ahead and send me that. E go ahead and send me that email. Well, why wouldn't you? Uh, why wouldn't you think there's a there's an issue around this? Yeah. Well, you know, we're just not we're just not thinking about any of this stuff. Like. Okay, let me go ahead and get you that information right away. Yes, ma'am. So I, uh, I find it interesting. But that type of work could be potentially eliminated uh, with a specialized uh, data process. Yeah. Or... Let's get into the weeds of if you were designing this from scratch today. All right, here's the question. All right, I hire Ryan Reza to be my captain of, captain of market. Okay, and you've got a, a check from me to design your process end to end. We know you're going to do buckets, man. 
We know how good buckets are. But but for this data validation piece, what are you doing? What are you putting in place right now? And how are you spending that money? Yeah, I mean, that's just bucket one to bucket two. So, you know, you, you, go, you go and you uh, use an outsourced data team. They're all over the place, right? You can find them on Upwork or... You know, come to me, I'll introduce you a few of them, right? That will go and do the heavy lifting, including getting into your Zoom info and finding the exact people for you, right? So if you can find them on the web, you can find them on social, you can find them on Zoom info, you can find them anywhere, anywhere on the web, right? You go and get a low cost specialized data team. You provide them with the requirements, the account level requirements, firmographics, technographics, yeah, signals, whatever you want, right? They're gonna get it for you. Uh, you tell them where you point them in the direction of where to go. And then you tell them by title who you want into a list, get the list. That's, that's bucket one, right? Uncontacted. So you have a team that does that and you know, you're going to pay, they do, right? that's all they do, right? They get the list. The next phase is there's a, there's a layer before it goes to your sales reps who is specifically responsible for validating the channel the channels of those contacts from the list. So based on your go-to-market, where do you want to engage? Phone, email, social, biggest ones there. They go through and they check social. Well, the first one they can check is email validation, right? That's the easiest one. You just zero balance the list. The next, go to their damn social media accounts. Uh, this is a B2B context, right? Let's just assume... I'm assuming that this use case is you can find your buyer on LinkedIn. If you can't find your buyer on LinkedIn, then... You, you won't do the social channel check, right? You'll just kind of just go to the next phase. But if you can find them on LinkedIn, you go check their profile. Are they still in that role at that company on LinkedIn, right? You'd be surprised. Zoom info. I still get called at least once a quarter from uh, uh, a company that I consulted for in 2015, the Loop Loft. And I keep telling them, no, I'm not at the loop loft. I don't even know how I got into zoom info from the loop loft. Right. <laughs> um, but it's not even on my, it's not even on LinkedIn ever. Right. Like it's, I think I own, I am actually on the loop lofts page on LinkedIn or something, but I don't have a title there. Anyway, um, check the profile, right. Am I still there? Am I active? Right. And then you validate, is this a channel worth it? In fact, you actually have someone take the most recent activity and you put that in your CRM, right? Literally the most recent post is a thing right? Validated. Here's my most recent post. So if I'm a rep, when I go to make the call, I can not only just click your profile, but I can click your most recent post and reference if I really want to be savvy, right? The next phase after email validation and social validation is phone validation. I literally have a team who picks up the phone and calls every number that I found on the public webs and you go through the process. You document mm -hmm. the type. Is this a direct line? Is it an IVR? Is it an operator? Is it a service line, whatever, right? The outcome, is it valid, not valid, bad, or connected, right? And then uh, the path. I pressed one, three, four, seven pound. I pressed one to speak to operator. It's direct, right? You dial this number, it's going right to Ryan. It's, uh, it's a customer service line, and I, uh, you need to then press th uh, zero and pound. Uh, the, all the, whatever the hell the path is to get to the voicemail and then the actual validation source. It was validated via an IVR, via a operator, via a uh, conversation. It was a connect, right? Those are all fields that I'm tracking. And, uh, and then I shift those into uh, based on the outcomes 
into, let's call them data. We just made up this term, right? We'll call these, these are DQLs, right? And yeah. I have this data team, data qualified lead, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, right? I have a data team just doing this all day long to my TAM, right? And I'm going to have them, you know, they're going to do the uh, social. If this person looks like they're active on social, great. That goes mm. to the social. This one goes to email. The email's deliverable from marketing. And see, I don't have salespeople sales send emails anyway. So the email's deliverable. Oh, this person responds. Let's send this to as an email sellable lead. Like if someone wants to email them, yep, they've responded before. You can yeah, email Yeah, because we've, we've got marketing running outreach now and sales loft and groove. We don't have salespeople running that. Exactly. Yeah. A salesperson never sends an email until we know that the person responds to the email. Yeah. This person has responded before, and now you can go ahead and email, email them. And then finally, phone. I'm having my team call, 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 by the yeah. way, not just do the validation. Call, 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 call. Once they pick up, boom, that gets shifted just like an inbound on my website. Quick, it's like SLA of... Within two minutes, it's going to go to one of my sales teams and they're going to recall that number, right? Because the data team isn't calling on behalf of my company. They're, yeah. they, they're, they're doing some sort of generic survey or just simply verifying that the number is reaching Ryan. And as soon as it does, that's change. when I get shipped up. So that's what I would do. And uh, now my sales team is sitting there. And if they're doing outbound activities, they're only calling numbers who yeah. have been shown to have picked up within the, s the same damn hour yeah. And then that gets into their call queue. Um, yeah. That's how I do it. So list, working through a parallel dialer for DQL. DQL goes into a priority list for uh, XDR or a salesperson to call on knowing the flow rate is going to be exponentially bigger. Oh, by the way, I wouldn't have SDRs, XDRs. No, I wouldn't either. Uh, unless I'm blessed with inbound. Yeah. And then I would have my SDRs focus on the inbounds for inbound lead qualifications so they can practice on basic pitching because it's going to create the bench of talent for future salespeople. It's much better to do that. But I would not have SDRs focused on all this work. I would make my professional salespeople call on those those um, yeah, DQLs, those phone DQLs as soon as they're coming in. And, uh, you know, they're on top of it, just like, just like an inbound leads pinging. That's their outbound yeah. list and they're calling them, totally they're calling them daily. Yep. So that's how it would solve a massive problem that exists for 98% of companies globally. Yep. Requires a bit of bravery though, right? I don't think so. Yeah. I think it I feels think different. It I actually, I actually think you can accomplish this with less headcount. Uh, so in this state, in this state, if you're an organization who had to unfortunately lay off and furlough your team, and you know you're trying to get back to back to market right now, um, you know you can kind of cut out a lot of the fat. You know, there's fat in there. Those people that were really struggling, not figuring out, not getting it done anyway. And there's also people that. We're doing quite well, but their their patch was limited. Their territory is limited. They're spending a ton of time in all this wasteful activities. What if you took that top rep that was making the calls? It just took him a hundred to talk to two people, and he still wants to make uh, he or she wants to make a hundred calls a day, but he could talk to thirty or forty. And by the way, I'm not talking about doing that using Connect and Sell. 
<laughs> in this model, that rep wouldn't have to use connect and sell. You know, there's a data team that's running connect and sell that does just getting to connects, right? This this rep could just literally be picking up their cell phone and talking to somebody. The data that we showed mm -hmm. we showed with SSOs, they connected every five dials and after being validated hardest. the day before. Um, and we know for a fact because we service so many companies that execute into the cyber vendor space, right? That CISOs are pretty much notoriously the worst people to get on the phone. You know, we're looking at sort of two, two and a half percent connect rate there. Yep. So that just shows immediately the value when you've got 25% coverage or connect rate. Yeah, you just don't you just don't know how many within your total Russell market are getting gonna hit that signal but they do exist no. I, I, t I can't tell you how many times every single day when I'm cold calling I catch someone or I'm in the phone call afterwards and I got the CEO in the meeting with the VP it's like yeah but people don't pick up the phone it's like well hey Mr. C Mr. Or Mrs. CEO, do you remember we're here because I cold called you? Yeah. Well, yeah, but I was, yeah, you know, but... it was timing was right, and you said the right things. It's like exactly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah you but... don't pick up all the time, but <laughs> but you pick up, and yeah. if you pick up, that means you're someone who picks up from strangers. And it may not happen every time. I might not have been able to get you in five dials, but I know you pick up. So I won't not yeah. I won't stop calling you until you pick up again. And if my list only exists of say a hundred people, a hundred CISOs who have picked up the phone within the last month even, now I know my reps are working leads, uh, the appropriate leads, the most efficient leads possible because these are in my swim lane. Remember, this is buckets, right? In my swim lane, yep. right title, and you pick up the phone. I'm going to call you until the apocalypse because I know you might pick up again. I know that because you did already one time. Um, now, that might have been a fluke. You might have thought I was an Uber driver or whatever, but you're going to do it again potentially at a much higher uh, likelihood than if I just call a random list off the street right and if you don't believe yep. in that principle then you know we're just you know we're just you're, you're a non-believer right and this is i don't need to tell you about jesus yeah <laughs> either right, exists you're either you're exists either. your heart or it doesn't yeah <laughs> exactly. right I so think, i think that's a good place to stop yeah <laughs> bringing religion alongside data ops to fuel revenue ops is uh, a pretty broad spectrum of conversation man <laughs> so if i'm going to do this we could we can land the plane here uh jerry i i nix i nix the overcost sdr who is is literally playing the game of luck it is the it's the name of numbers and the name of luck I'm going to shift that budget up the funnel, the funnel above the funnel, and activate yep. my data in every single channel possible. And as I get signals of activation, I'm going to ship those to my professional sales team. And I'm not just talking about phone, right? If I get an email activated lead, good, go do your emailing. That's fine. If I get a social activated lead, good, go do your social. That's fine. If I get a phone activated lead, and obviously if you get the tri uh, the triple, even better. And now you spend your time on real meaningful sales activities that have you the best chance possible to start meaningful sales conversations as efficiently and uh, effectively as possible. A, capitally, a capital efficiency at its greatest right there. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Sounds like Nirvana. Thanks, Ryan. So much hey. fun. All the best. Talk next week. All right. Speak soon. Bye. Bye.